bring now to this platform, this pulpit, this rushroom, the visionary, one who works when other people are sleeping, Sean Smith, reminds me of a young Reverend Jesse Jackson. My Lord. <laughs> When you work or travel with Reverend Jackson, you will notice that he's the last voice that you hear at night and the first voice that you hear in the morning. Sean Smith will call you at four or five o'clock in the morning and say, I was just waiting for you to wake up. <laughs> Have you thought about this? Did you know that this was going on? Did you know that, did you know that this, he's a visionary? I've been on Zooms and, and I look down and, and, and it'll say, uh, I'll see all the people on the Zoom and it'll say, Sean, in flight. <laughs> He's on the plane, connecting in and making sure. The Lord woke him up one night and whispered in his ear, one accord. And because Sean is such a prophetic brother with a prophetic catcher's mitt and he can catch what the Lord was telling him and knew what to do. He stood up and he began organizing and moving clergy around. You gotta Google him, he's got a story. He's had some hurdles in life and he's used those hurdles to teach him how to jump higher, how to soar. So the next voice that you're going to hear is not the voice of Reverend Sean Smith. Voice of a prophet sent from God for this dispensation of time. Hear ye him, Reverend Sean Smith. I realized when I let Bishop Jamal Bryan go up before me, I made a mistake. That I should have went before after the two of them. Amen. But God is so good. Y'all, let's give God a round of applause. I do want to. I would be remiss if I don't mention a few people in the room. Um, let's give it up for Reverend Timothy McDonald, who will open up the house and allow us to come to the first also, I know he doesn't want me to do this, but in Gwinnett County, they elected their first African-American DA and first female DA. Oh, wow. And the person who sits right under her is on the room right now. Morehouse. <laughs> so, let's be like Mr. Bell again, Mr. Bell in that county. He's in the room. And thank you guys for everybody being here. Oh, oh, three months ago, I went and visited the church because we started this conference. We started out in Gwinnett County where we did, we worked with Tabernacle International Church. Where there wasn't a lot of people in the room, but there was about 3,000 people who viewed us online. Then we moved from there to Cobb County, where we went to Pastor Freeman Church, where, where McDonald spoke. And there wasn't a lot of people in the room, but there was about 10,000 people online. And one of the things that God told me when I first started this is he took me back to the book of Acts. And he showed me the book of Acts where the Bible says the church got on one accord. And the spirit of God moved on the body of the church. And it captivated me. I'm like, God, what are you trying to tell me to do in this season? And when I thought about today, I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning, 
And the only thing I could think about was Moses. And I'm like, God, why is it Moses? Why are we dealing with Moses? Why are we talking about Moses? Why is Moses popping up in my spirit? He says, just think about Moses. And Reverend Shannon, I still didn't get it. And I got here, and I remember sharing Reverend Shannon, and I'm on a call about two months ago, God had put in my spirit, that when Moses stays on a mountain too long, the people in the valley get restless. I want some preachers to catch that. When Moses stays on the, va- on the mountain too long, the valley gets restless. And I began to ask God, what do you mean by that? And he said, in the valley, there's a mother whose son was killed in gun violence. He said, in the valley, there's a father who's holding up a sign who represents his son, who just got killed in January in the city of Atlanta, just going to the gas station, who needs Moses to come down from the mountain. He says that in the valley, there's Supreme Court justices who we've elected, who have forgotten what their job was because we have Moses in the mountain. And even in that ignorance, Reverend Lee, I still did not catch it. God, what is it that you're trying to say to me? He said the message is, and, and Reverend, everybody hit on this. One of the things that we hear all the time is people ask the question every single day. Every single day we're out here doing this work is where is the church and everything that's going on? Everybody hit on it. And we've gotten so comfortable with the four walls of the church. We've gotten so comfortable with the sound system, the lights, the cameras, the feed, the, the, feed, the Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. We forgot that people want to be touched by Moses. Mm-hmm. People want to see Moses on the ground working with them. People want to see Moses standing up for them. People want to see Moses in the valley going through some of the same things. And, and what I understand is that for us who preach, we have to go to the mountain and get a message. But once we get the message, it's not for, for us to stay up in the mountain. That's right. Because we're comfortable. You know, I, I, I was listening to Pastor Brian actually on YouTube. He preached a couple of weeks ago and he was visiting a church he was talking about how he got to Newburgh. And he said something that really has stuck with me ever since. He said that when I was thinking about it, I was comfortable where I was at in Maryland. I was comfortable with what I was doing. And God spoke to me and he said that, that you've gotten too complacent and comfortable in your current situation. He says, I need you to challenge yourself even more. I need you to do something different. I need you to look at this world differently. I need you to step out of Maryland. I need you to step into Atlanta because there's something going on in Atlanta. Mm. That needs Moses to come down from the mountain of Maryland to go to the valley of the land. We have something going on in Georgia that is so great. Something that is going on in Georgia that is a replication for what can go on in this whole state. We have things that are going on in Georgia right now that we are the movement. You know how many fights I've been on where I tell people I'm from Georgia and they say, thank you for giving us Warnock. Thank you for giving us old yes. songs. <laughs> and people are looking to the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Because they see something going on in Georgia. And they say, if they can do it in Georgia, we can do it in Florida. If they can do it in Georgia, we can change something in Texas. If we can do it in Georgia, we can do it in Alabama. And that's the reason why we got a, they got on a phone call. Reverend Lee May got on a phone call. And they said, that, hey, we need pastors. We need 100 pastors to come down to Brunswick. And by the time they got down there, they not only got 100, I think it was over 600 pastors that came down to Brunswick that said, listen, you may talk about the church, but you won't talk about the black church. Amen. Moses came from the mountain. Yes, sir. One of the things that I was looking at, and I had to go back, when I thought about Moses, God said, go back to Joshua 1. There's something in Joshua 1 I need you to look at. And I said, God, what is it? And he took me back to Joshua 1.1. And he says, now my servant Moses is dead. Yes. 
And what caught me about that is that for us who preach Moses, we preach Moses as a prophet and we give him the title of prophet. But what God was saying to me is that I need you to tell clergy that we have to strip ourselves of every title that we've been given, whether you're bishop, whether you're apostle, whether you're minister, whether you're elder, whether you're reverend. And I need you to get back to what I called you to be. Because when I called you, I called you to be a servant. And when you die, I'm going to call you a servant. I need you to get back to the attitude of servitude. Because if you can get back to servitude, it causes me not to look at people. Yeah. A certain kind of way. Servitude causes me to wake up at 10 o'clock at night, and if somebody calls my phone and say I'm in the hospital, I get up and stop what I'm doing because I understand that I am a servant. See, the one accord conference for me was never for the people. Yes, sir. It was for the preachers. Yes, the one accord message was never for the, for the people. It was not about that. And, and, and in 2022, we're going to Brunswick. Come on here. In 2022, we're going to make it. In 2022, Georgia has not seen what we're getting ready to do because the message is for the preachers because what God told me, he said, I need a Nehemiah shake in the spirit. And, and, and I didn't get it, but what Nehemiah did is when God gave him a vision to rebuild the temple, Nehemiah went and he spoke to who? He spoke to the leaders. And the Bible says that when the leaders began to get on that part of the wall and began to work, the people who followed the leaders that's what the one and core conference is about thank you God we need leaders who are ready to get back to work we need leaders who are willing to stand up in spite of how many people we may lose in our pool it doesn't matter God gave us one obligation he gave us the title of servant he said you have to tell the truth thank you God irregardless of how people feel that's right See, that's the reason why I, I look at Mr. Hill, and I don't mind telling the story of Jimmy Atchison. Yes. His son. Yes, come on here. Was killed. That's right. By a Lancer police officer. Come on here, preacher. Very nice, too. Jimmy Atchison. Didn't have a weapon, but he was in a closet hiding from him. Come on that's here. right. Yes. And still lost his life. Still yeah. lost his life. When we have a young, a young white man who go, walks through the streets of Wisconsin with a rifle and, and holds the gun up and leaves the city and goes home and then he gets acquitted and three days after he gets acquitted, he's given a flight to Mar-a-Lago to meet with our ex-president and offered the job by a representative in the state of Florida as leaders, as pastors, as servants. Yeah. That requires our voice. What this one accord conference is all about. Go ahead, preacher. We have to change our mindset. Thank you, Bob. I'm not Elder Sean. I'm not Mr. Sean. I'm Deacon Sean. God said that I'm restoring to you your original title. Yeah. And it's servant. Yeah. It's servant. Yeah. Because when I remember that I'm a servant, that's right. I'm not afraid to go down into but I'm not afraid to go down into banking. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Amen. Amen. And go door to door with Reverend Jones and pray for the community. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And tell the police, hey, we don't need your help on this one. Yes, Because the same God that brought us from last week to this week yeah. is the same God that's gonna bring us through the city of banking. Watch out, watch out. When I remember that I'm a servant, it causes me not to need. Come on here, preacher. 
Yes. A hundred people around me to make me feel like I'm valuable. Come on, man. When I remember that I'm a servant, and I realized that all I need is me. That's right. And a God that's bigger than everything, a God that spoke to nothing. And created everything. That's what the one accord conference is all about. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm 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 honored. I'm honored. I'm honored because one of the things, and I'm gonna end here, but I'm honored because one of the things that I remember I grew up. In a church called New Mount Baptist Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. If you are Baptist, you know the name I'm about to mention. My pastor was Dr. Matt King Carter. And I remember one particular day I had started going to school in Tallahassee. And Matt, at that time, um, Matt Oliver was considered the largest African-American congregation in the state of Florida, Dr. Matt King Carter. And I called up the church because I was going through it and I said, I need to talk to my pastor. So she, they transferred me to the secretary. And she said, Dr. Carter just went to lunch, but I'll give him your message. And when I hung up the phone, I thought to myself, how foolish am I to think that Dr. Matt King Carter is going to call back little me? And 15 minutes later, I get this phone call from a 954 number and I answer the phone and his voice, and if you ever heard Dr. Carter's voice, it just echoed through the room. And his voice says, hey, Brother Sean, I, I heard you needed to talk to me. And at that time, I all had roughly 20,000 members. And I thought about it. I said that out of 20,000 members, when one picked up the phone and called him, he picked up the phone and answered. And spoke to me for about 45 minutes about the issue I was going through. And God said, that's what I mean by when I said I need Moses. To leave the mountain and come to the valley. That's what I mean by what I said. I need Moses to leave the mountain and come to the valley. And, and, and I would be remiss if I don't say this. I have traveled with Reverend McDonald for the last month and a half, and I made a promise to his wife about two visits and two visits ago to DC. I said, "I'm gonna make sure you don't get arrested on this visit." Don't run. But the last time we went, he made sure I got arrested on the visit. But we were there. And one of the things I appreciate about Reverend McDonald, Reverend McDonald sent me a text because he wasn't there. I went in early and he sent me a text. He said, Sean, where are you? Yes, Lord. And I said, I'm, I'm upstairs. He said, I'm downstairs waiting on you. Mm-hmm. And when, when I got outside, Reverend McDonald, everybody knows Reverend McDonald. It's, it's like, I'm the, the small fish. Everybody knows Reverend McDonald. Reverend McDonald come up here. Ben Jealous coming up to him saying, come up here. And every single time, what I loved about Reverend McDonald is that every single time he was looking in the crowd to find Sean. And he would grab me and say, Sean, where, he told me, he said, wherever I go, you go. That's Moses coming down from the mountain. Y'all, we have a valley that's hurting. We have a valley that's in pain. And the reason why these pews are not full is not because people don't need God and because people don't have a relationship with God. It's because people feel like Moses. That's right. Has been the mountain too long. And without further ado, and I think this is a proper way to come in, without further ado, can we all stand up and give recognition to the man who's going to close us out tonight? Reverend Timothy McDonald. Let's give him a round of applause.